Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back, everybody, to the Heroes Podcast Network. I'm your host for Gamer Heroes. This is John and my co-host, Derek. What's going on, man? Hey, buddy. How you doing, man? Good, good. Good to be back. Um, if you guys tuned in to our last episode, we were at Kansas City Comic Con, and uh, it was a good time. We, we at, me at Buster Props did pretty well. How did all the panels go over? over would you say pretty good, pretty good weekend? You know, it was pretty decent. Um, I know that our, our panel was not the most, uh, widely attended, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> guys, we had three people. Uh, one of them worked there, <laughs> so, but it was also at a really, uh, four o'clock on a Friday, which is a kind of an odd hour. It was, it was not the best time for a, uh, a panel, but you know, we, we did it. It was fun. It was a good time. The audience members were good. And, uh, you know, Costume Couture did theirs on Saturday, and then Screen Heroes had one on Sunday. So overall, I mean, we got what we wanted. We got an interview with Doug Jones, which was really That's cool. That's amazing. So. I can't wait to hear that. He's he's so good to his fans. Oh, yeah. He's seriously one of the nicest people I have ever met. That's I mean, that's great. Like, And he, do, he does everything, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. So it was pretty cool. It was a good time, and... We're, we're glad we were there, our first time ever having a table or a booth or anything. So, you know, baby steps. So uh, what are we talking about today? What's going on today? What's, let's talk about news. I guess we've sure. been out of the loop for news for a while. We'll just kind of jump in there. Um, do you want to kick us off? Well, I mean, the, the big topic, uh, the, the big topic, of course, is <laughs> Battlefront 2 and microtransactions and loot boxes and all those types of things. Um, so for those who don't know, Battlefront 2 was supposed to have a bunch of microtransactions. You would have to buy these loot boxes to essentially level up your characters and unlock things and, and all that. And it made people really mad. In fact, Polygon had an article entitled, I spent $90 in Battlefront 2 and mm-hmm. I still don't have any control over my characters. Um, yep. and, uh, there's been a back and forth and, you know, EA basically came out and said that they're sorry and they're going to temporarily turn off the microtransactions, but at the same time told all of their investors that this should not affect the financial outlook for the game, which means, of course, they intend to turn them back on. So for those well, out there who, who are you know shouting from the rooftops that you beat EA, uh, they're screwing with you. Well, they're not screwing. Like, they're... I imagine what's happening as part of this is they're probably going to be reworking the uh, system. I don't know, the leveling system and uh, the progression system altogether. Because every review that I've read, they're like, I would have given this game a lot higher except the progression system in multiplayer, which is the heaviest aspect of the game. Sure, there's a campaign. It's very short, very simple. Um 
they're saying that the progression system is so evil and so manipulated towards buying those loot crates that it like really takes the player out of the game. Um, so they, they, they lowered the, the rating. Uh, the, the whole idea here is that they're trying to make a ton of money off of this game. And, you know, I get kind of frustrated with this stuff because I'm not a fan of microtransactions. I'm a fan of, I bought a game and that's what the game cost me. And if there's an expansion pack or, or something like that, then, you know, we can talk. But this idea of having to c- constantly buy loot boxes is not what I'm interested in. And there was an interesting article on PC Gamer about this. It says, uh, the headline is actually, financial analysts say, quote, gamers aren't overcharged, they're undercharged. And the argument here uh, is basically that if you, here's, here's, the, ar- here's the argument from the article. Uh, this is uh, the, the estimation. So it's a simple measure of cost per hour relative to other forms of entertainment. The, the person that uh, Wingren is who he's referring to uh, reckons that at $60 for the base game plus $20 per month in a loot box, if you play two and a half hours a day for a year, it's 40 cents an hour. Okay, now hang on a second. All right. Two and a half hours a day for who a does year. That? Yeah. 900 hours on one game in one year. I mean, yeah, I suppose if you spend $300, which is what that is, 60 plus 20 times 12 is, is $300. Um, if you spend that $300 and you play 900 hours, then yeah, you probably got your money's worth. So good for you. But they want to compare this to things like movies where, you know, a movie ticket is somewhere between 10 and $15 for a premiere movie ticket for a two, two and a half hour movie. So you're paying six, seven dollars an hour for that content. The the difference here though is that nobody is sitting down, or maybe not literally nobody, the average gamer is not sitting down and playing nine hundred hours of Battlefront two no. over twelve months. It's That's not why happening. it's ridiculous. Well and to compare it to movies in my opinion it's just silly because the average moviegoer sees maybe eleven movies a year. That's I think average. that's probably high. That and that's on the high. high side, exactly. So we're saying that there's 11 movies that they're spending three hours. That's not even close to the 900. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, where do you, you can't even compare that. And to top that off is a movie costs, I don't know, let's say it's just you, $10. So you spend maybe $110 a year to see movies and you spend, I don't know, you do the math on on the hours, but it's significantly less. Basically, with that logic, we're not supposed to play any game the rest of the year. We're only supposed to pay Battlefront (laughs) to get our money's worth. That's ridiculous. The average gamer buys at least five games a year. Okay, so at that at at that rate, if we're spending three hundred dollars on Battlefront, that's five games we can't have. It's a ton. It's a ton of money, and it's just I don't really think it's a fair comparison to to start off with because it's just not the same thing. Uh, you know, going out and going to the movies with some friends or a significant other or something that, that there's no real commitment there. It's a three hour commitment. But when you're spending $60 for a game, there are some expectations and every game is different. A game like, you know, Halo 5 or Gears of War 4, you know, has somewhere between a 10 and 15 hour campaign. And then if you're into multiplayer, that's that's kind of, you know, icing on, on the cake for you. Um, but to say that the average gamer spends... 18 hours a week playing the same game. I mean, that's a part-time job. I don't think that that's accurate. 
And I don't think the average person's playing the one game anyway. I mean, think about all the no games way. that are out between Assassin's Creed Origins. You've got Doom now on Switch. Wolfenstein 2 just launched on Xbox and PlayStation. You've got the new South Park game. You've got the new Call of Duty game. That's the World War II game. Um, you know, there's a new Xenoblade coming out at the end of the year. Uh, you know, there's just countless Super Mario Odyssey, of course. Um, just countless games, game after game. And you can't expect people to, to dedicate their entire year to just yours it, as much as they might like. It's kind of pretentious. It's pretentious to me to go, well, we, we, we want you to pay for our game and only play our game. I get that. But to like to, to say it that way to me as a gamer is kind of like – it's kind of an F you in the face because it's like <laughs> I don't give a shit. Okay, you're, you're cattle and I'm going to use you as such. That's how it feels. Yeah, no, I think you're right. And uh, it's based on this model of uh, games as a service, which is the new industry term where a game doesn't really end. It just continues until they release a sequel like Destiny. Uh, and Destiny is really the first major player to, to pull off something like that. Um, but but there's there's differences here. And, you know, I, though I game... I game a lot. I have all three major platforms. I have a PC. I, I play a lot of different games. And when I sunk 70 hours into Breath of the Wild, that was a big deal for me. So yeah. $60 title, a little less than a dollar an hour. Totally worth it in my totally opinion. Totally worth it, for sure. Every game is going to be different, though. And I think that where they throw this off is this This is just not a real-world comparison uh, to, to, to say you're going to spend 900 hours on Battlefront 2 in a year, and, you know, in a movie, you're not going to do that, obviously. Well, and besides that, just besides the time commitment alone, I'm kind of that person. I don't want to spend extra money, okay? They have rigged the progression system so favorable to buying loot crates, and even if you buy loot crates like that article, you're still not make, you're still not ahead, so it's just like... What did we do here? We created a game that has – I don't even think it's a game. I think we just created a, a, a funding of, of money, a source of money that looks like a game. It's that freemium. It's the freemium concept. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's totally the freemium concept, and if you guys watch South Park, there is a hilarious episode on that, but that's exactly what it is. And um, – so let's talk, let's kind of move away from that guy's ridiculous numbers, but it, well, it has caused a lot of other ripples uh, for other games. So I know you just reported earlier today that they canceled Marvel Heroes. Yeah, so they, they did this a couple days ago. This happened late last week. Uh, but yeah, Marvel Heroes um, is, is canceled. The game is no more. And this, this underlines the main problem that I have with the digital era of entertainment. And this doesn't go just for video games. This is for movies and music too. Because when I go to the the store and I buy a Blu-ray, I own that Blu-ray. And as long as I have a functioning Blu-ray player, I can watch that content. Right. And if Sony decides they're not going to make Blu-ray players anymore, that's fine because a dozen other companies will make them and I can still watch my movies on those machines. But when you buy digital content through iTunes, through the Xbox Store, for, through PSN, through Steam, whatever eShop, you are renting that content. Whether you like it or not, you're renting that content. And the reason is that as soon as that data gets pulled down, you're done. 
And a game like Marvel Heroes is exactly like that. This is a game that has been around for a little while. They're, they had microtransactions in the game, and you can no longer play it. It's all gone. So That's the money crazy. that you sunk into this game, it's it. It's over. It's, it's done with. Yeah. Yeah, that's, and, see, that's so crazy to me that they would just cancel it. I just feel – I kind of feel like on the other side of that, um, you, you left out a big part though. They – Sony specifically said they don't want to be a part of it because of the the loot crate type scenario, right? Well, I don't think that's fair because I Marvel agree. Heroes is, is very similar to the Blizzard model that they have in, in Diablo and very much like Heroes of the Storm. Um, where you, you know, it's that kind of gameplay, uh, like Diablo, but you buy characters like you do in Heroes of the Storm. But most of the characters are like 20 bucks a pop, right? You can spend, you know, 20 bucks and buy Spider-Man, for example. Um, yeah. So you spent that 20 bucks, you bought Spider-Man, the game's gone now, so you no longer have Spider-Man. That, see, that just, although, although this is, it's, I hate paying for content and I hate, buying games that are not complete it's kind of unfair to uh, i want to say to those people that they're shutting this game down and it's like i understand they put the money into it but if they're if the company is deciding to develop another game on the side that's similar those people should get some kind of incentive or credit or something i don't know well i mean it depends on the game so a game like this like marvel heroes is a free game like Heroes of the Storm, and you buy the characters to use in the game. So you're not paying for a complete game. Like Battlefront yeah. 2, you're spending $60 for, in my opinion, what should be a completed game. Now, if the argument is that video game prices should be higher now, then the industry can make that decision. But if $60 is the price of the game, that's the price of the game, and they set that price. So well, at the end of the day, this is a different scenario. The game is free. Yeah, And you, you can play it for free, but if you want to move faster, you want to buy your characters quicker than you're earning them, um, you can do that. And that's the same with Heroes of the Storm or Hearthstone, um, you know, any free-to-play MMO, uh, things of that nature. But there's that kind of unwritten rule that, you know, people follow of, I'm paying for this stuff, so I should be able to play these games for at least an extended period of time. Well, it's... It- it's yes, the user assumes all responsibility, but I'm just saying like, you know, it's it's completely I, I can't I can't compare the two in my head because you go in in a game that's free, it, it just seems less evil, I guess is what I'm trying to get at. It's we're going in with the intentions that the game is free, right? And hey, if you want to, we're not twisting your arm. You don't have to get those characters. If you really want a character, you can pay for it. But you didn't pay anything for the game to begin with. Um, with 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 EA's situation, it's it's really really sketchy because I've paid you sixty dollars and I've got this short campaign and a progression system and a multiplayer game that I can't progress without paying money, and it's very frustrating. It just seems less less diabolical the other way around, but yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's still that issue of you've bought the game and those servers go down. So, you mm-hmm. know, if you buy, if you buy battlefront two at $60 and then you spend the, the, um, $240 on loot boxes for the next year. And then in 18 months, 
they decide to shut the game down, are you going to be happy that that $300 is essentially gone? God, you know, number one, I would never spend that kind of money in that game, but I would be so freaking livid if that happened. Um, Just something to consider. It is. I mean, it's like it or not, it's the future. We're, we're heading that route. And what's going to happen is, uh, I don't want to sound like a conspiratist, but what's going to happen is eventually the market's going to shift and the market is, is dictated by what, in the end of the day, what we're going to pay for and what they're going to make us pay for. And we're going to pay for it anyway. People are still going to pay for it because they want to play. So, there's nothing there to stop them unless every single gamer decides to say we're not going to buy this at all and their 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 sales plummet which they've already seen a little bit of that right now um all they're going to do is come back and ease into it you know they went a little too full swing too quick but eventually we'll get to a point where the whole market and all games are just like i don't know they can twist our they can twist our arms with without any any repercussions so yeah, it's it's but, a right. shame. It's a shame. Let's, okay, let's fo- let's move on to the next topic. So tell me what's going on with the Xbox One X. Well, um, it came in the game a little late, but um, believe it or not, the Xbox One X actually is selling pretty well. It's actually considered a pretty su- a good success for for Microsoft. Now, isn't that kind of hard to believe considering? Is there that many 4K people out there that are willing to f- spend $500? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Well, so I've been talking to a lot of people about this console, and a shocking number of people who label themselves as hardcore gamers uh, themselves, they are self-labeled that way, did not understand the 4K requirements and the fact that this is a 4K console. So a lot of people I know have bought this and do not have 4K TVs. See, the only the only justification I can think of for that purchase is that they are planning for the future and they know at some point they'll probably buy a 4K TV. Maybe they're thinking about it here this upcoming uh, Black Friday. Who knows? Not, but, not the people I've talked to. It hasn't been something on their not radar. Not those people. And I, if you're not if you're not going to buy a 4K TV within the next six months, then you know a year from now there's going to be you know the Xbox One X two and it'll be cheaper. Right? Xbox One X will be cheaper. Well, it'll be cheaper. It'll have a slim version, you know, with a larger hard drive or something like they always do. Right. So I I think a lot of people don't understand what it is. It's just the cool new Xbox. And so that's enough. Um, So what, what, I mean, do you have any sales figures? What are we looking at? Um, They haven't released any official figures, but uh, up until this point, Sony had been leading the race with, um, a hundred thousand units more than most of the other consoles and switches switches a little later in the game. Cause Sony is already had the momentum from 2016. Um, and Xbox was trailing behind quite far, but 3ds actually had the most sales. Could you believe that? Uh, this past month? Um, well, it's, it's an easy, it's an easy thing because keep in mind that this past month had, you know, there there's uh the new Pokemon games are coming out in November right. They released a new Pokemon edition of the of the 2DS XL and and all that kind of stuff. So Nintendo's very good at selling their DS line, um, and there's just so many options. So you know, it's not like buying a, a PlayStation or an Xbox. There's different colors, there's different styles, there's different sizes. 
Right, right, and and I think in the end of the day, it's a it's a cheaper option, and and if not you're, by much actually, it's well, not much cheaper. I guess the, you're right. It's like the, <laughs> in the, the end, the it's three, like what seventy bucks cheaper than the Switch. Well, no. So the the 3ds XL is two hundred dollars, and the 2ds XL is one hundred and fifty dollars. So right now, you can get an Xbox One S or a PlayStation 4 Slim for between two and two fifty. The Switch is still three hundred, um, and the uh, the Xbox One X is uh, five hundred. You know, five hundred, and the PS4 Pro is, I believe, four hundred. Um, right. And so, you know, the the DS is cheaper, um, but not by a ton, uh, especially the 3D version. So it's still expensive, still one hundred and fifty to two hundred dollars plus tax. Mm-hmm. Um, and the games, I mean, the games are uh, significantly less than the 3DS. That's true. I mean, games range from you know thirty to forty dollars, right? Instead of sixty dollars, so that's that's definitely true. You could you could get more games for your for your dollar on well, a DS. I think, um, Mike, or excuse me, not Microsoft. Um, Nintendo is very liberal with their bundles too. Like you could get a bundle of basically any game you want um, with the 3DS. So that's really nice. Um, and there's it's not also, that many bundles for Xbox or PlayStation. You've got maybe two or three games each system, each system, each console. And don't forget, I mean, the DS line; that those are personal consoles. So, like, my girlfriend and I each have one, but there's only one Xbox in this house. There's one PlayStation <laughs> in this house, right? Versus, we each have our own DS, right? Um, you know, because it's it's more personal. It's something you take with you. It's something you play on your own. Um, so it's just a very different kind of thing. So, so to uh, kind of give you perspective, though, um, so basically Xbox One, uh, its first week sold eighty thousand units in the UK, and they were anticipating a little less than that. So they were shocking. They were very pleased with that, considering PS4 has a very strong presence in Europe. Um, so that kind of gives you an idea that there are the people are willing to spend the money. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. And that's in the first week, which is very actually that's quite amazing to be to think about it. I think that's probably more popular. How much do you think the the Switch sold in its first week? Well, in its first week it sold like like a million. Wow. But that's, that's cuz it was but it's different though. That's it's that's very different because that was a primary console launch in the and I'm talking in the United States, I'm sorry. Well, I don't and know this what, is their what it's, third one. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, and you're talking the UK. I have no idea how many units the Switch sold in the UK. Right, but I mean that's that's promising for them, and 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 kudos to them for making the strongest uh, console ever in existence. Um, it sucks that you guys took three times to to get it right, but they well, finally there's did. Always, it. There's <laughs> always the most powerful console. The PS4 Pro was the most powerful console. And yeah, there's, you know. I, I'm just saying they've had three. They've made three different Xboxes, and Sony has just said. Actually, this kind of segues into the the Sony article, which I want to talk about. So, all right, well, let's let's do that then, because we got to get to our main topics. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. To kind of segue into, so Xbox, it took three consoles to go. Hey, we're the best, and um, Sony has taken a different approach. They've decided that. Why combat with another console? They're just going to focus on what they're doing for the future. And Sony is not sweating it because Sony is beefing up, like 
tremendously beefing up their VR. Um, they're going to be adding a hundred new games. They're lowering the price. You can actually pick up a PlayStation VR this holiday season, next this week actually, uh, for $199, which is the price point I said I would pay <laughs> in a bundle. That's true. In a bundle. That's so true. that means you get a game with it. Um, no, hang on, just real quick though. I want fair is fair here. So Microsoft has three Xbox Ones. There was the launch Xbox One, which is uh-huh. no longer for sale. The Xbox One S and the X. There are three PlayStation 4s, too. Are you talking about the Slim? Well, the Slim does not count. But that's what the S is. Okay, there was a a hardware change between the the original launch Xbox and the Xbox Slim. They changed things. They also changed things on the PlayStation, though. Okay, okay. So, in, in, in almost the exact same way. The only difference is that the Xbox One S can play 4K Blu-rays. That's the only difference. Okay. So so they, they both got the upgrade from the 500 gigabyte hard drive to a terabyte hard drive. They both got slimmer, more energy-efficient designs. And the S got an internal power source, which the PlayStation already had. Um, so really, the, the S and the, and the PlayStation Slim are, are literally like the same basic concept. Um, and then you have the PlayStation 4 Pro and the Xbox One X. So really, they've actually been neck and neck. PlayStation, Sony's just been a little bit ahead of that game as far as release date. Hmm. Well, all I can say is they they started the game a little weak anyway, and it, it's taken this long to get finally get the edge. But that's not biased because I'm a PlayStation fan. <laughs> Well, as, well as, um, so as, as a guy who has both, you know, um, right, right. They, they've been very neck and neck and they both do different things better, but, um, true, true. Yeah. So like, like I was saying though, PlayStation decided to, um, they're going to be focusing on their VR, which is the future. And that's what the president of Sony said. This is the future and this is the route we want to pursue. Competition only makes us better. Um, I think that's very true. And he said it also keeps them working hard. Uh, I think that's very true. But I think the biggest game changer, and you ready for this, Sony has plans uh, in 2018, they plan to make a system where the points and trophies you earn for playing games actually gets you money as PlayStation Store credit. How amazing is that? So that's an interesting idea because it, it promotes achievement hunting, which which is a very uh, popular thing. Um I, I don't know how I feel about that. I imagine it's more of like a rewards program, you know, like when you go to Best Buy or something. You're you're not it is, but you're not playing you're not all you're paying for is the the subscription which which you need to play you need to pay for anyway, um, the PlayStation Plus to play online. But really they really they're just giving you incentive to play more and and basically beat the shit out of your games. Like beat your games, get every trophy, and we're gonna give you points which will give you money for it. I think that's a great motto. I think it's a great scheme. I think that's really different from what everybody else is doing because as a gamer, you constantly feel like you're hitting, you're getting hit with prices every left and right. And it's kind of interesting that they're taking the, like, I guess they're big enough to take that approach where they're like, we're going to give you money, but it also keeps, it's like they're making their own economy because they're keeping people in their loop. No one wants to leave. That's the issue, though. I think you're looking at it the wrong way here. 
it goes back to the games as a service thing. They want you to play the same games and not move away from them because they want you to buy the loot boxes. Right? Listen, though. So the idea here is that we're going to give you a little bit. Yeah, you get some achievements. You get some trophies. We'll give you a little bit of cash. But we want you to keep buying those $20 loot boxes. The difference, though, is I'm not paying for it. I'm I'm paying for it on their money. Yeah, I, I mean, sure you are, but it's it's that idea of how how many achievements do you have to complete before you so can afford? So they've a given box. you a, a little bit of a breakdown. So it, it's going to cap at every thousand points you can earn. You can trade them in towards credits. They're looking at a hundred silver trophies is worth a hundred points. So you're, you're not you don't even unlock any bonus any prizes until you hit a thousand. So that's a hundred silver trophies you need to to get to get a hundred points. Twenty five gold trophies for two hundred and fifty points, or ten platinum trophies for a thousand points. Uh, I can personally say platinum trophies are basically myths. <laughs> that's why they're worth. That's why they're each worth. Uh, okay, so you need to get. You, so wait a minute. So a hundred a hundred silver trophies is a hundred points. Uh huh. So you need a thousand silver trophies before you can get any money back. Right. At a thousand points, you unlock the first reward, which is ten dollars PSN store credit. Okay. So now, hang on. So let's do that math here for a second. Okay. If a loot box is twenty dollars, mm-hmm. you would need to collect two thousand silver trophies. That's the basic ones. Those are pretty easy. You get silver trophies just for beating levels. I'm just saying that how many silver trophies do you think you have on your PSN account? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't looked in a while because <laughs> they never meant anything. They never were worth anything. Now they're worth something. I might look into them. <laughs> All right. So this is your homework. I want you to t- come back and tell me later how many trophies you have of each ranking. And then I want you to calculate how much money that is. I will. I will do that. I will do that for the next podcast. I'm just saying, in my opinion, this is this is they're the only ones that are willing to give their people money for playing games. Like I think that's a great motto. I mean, that's not true. Uh, Microsoft has had a point program for their Xbox Live for a couple of years now. Um, you don't get points just for you get points for lots of things on Xbox, not just for achievements. And they give you credit. Yeah. Huh. Well, it's new to uh, and, me. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Nintendo Nintendo has not done it for that, but they've always done it for buying. The, they used to have the Nintendo Club where it went, you know, they have a new version of it now. You buy a game, when, you get – they actually have it, yeah. Yeah. So actually Sony, if anything, is the last one to the party for this. And I think theirs is designed more for this Battlefront 2 games as a service where they want you digging in as many hours as possible into a single game so you'll keep buying those microtransactions. Right. So I think you're giving them a little too much altruistic credit here. I I personally think it's it gives people incentive to to play their games. Like um I've never played games for trophies. Like I will do things and if it gets me a trophy, hey, it got me a trophy. If not, I never really cared. So for you to say, "Hey, you start getting more trophies, we're going to give you money." I I have more incentive to play and they've they've they're actually creating their own Basically, like David Buster's cash, <laughs> where yeah. you turn real money into into their money and you use it to buy stuff on their market. And of course, it's like an MMO. 
You know, it's, it's the same kind. Like, that's the thing. Like, this is nothing new. Uh, it's interesting. But I want – look, we're, we're going to move on. But next we week, are. I want you to come back with your trophy numbers. You, you so too. Can, you too. Wait, I, I want to okay. know where we're at. Like, I'm just curious. I don't play on my PlayStation anywhere near as much as I do on my, my uh, PC or Xbox. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Uh, my numbers will not be great. But I'm very curious what yours are since you're a dedicated player. Deal. So. All right, so here's our main topic for that. We got two video games that we want to discuss. First is Narcosis by um, it's a an, a, a an indie title by Honor Code Inc. Uh, that we are going to I'm going to be talking about because I have played that game. And then John, you're going to be talking about Doom for Nintendo Switch for the Switch. Yep, pretty stoked right. to to sell you on that. So I'm going to try and talk to you about. Narcosis, what it is, and why people should or should not check it out. So, first off, uh, like I said, Narcosis is by Honor Code Inc. It's an indie title. It's 19.99. You can get it uh, uh, on Steam. You can get it on Xbox, um, and uh, it's also available uh, in Oculus in VR, which is a big deal because this game clearly was made for VR. Um, I did not play it that way. I played it on Xbox One, but it is clear that this game was intended for VR and is probably even better in VR. Um, huh. But here's on, on their main website here. Here's what they call it. So Narcosis, the tagline is survival horror beneath the sea. And the synopsis, short synopsis here is just that uh, stranded on the sea floor with little light and few tools an industrial diver takes desperate steps to surface before his oxygen and sanity give out. Hmm. This game. So it sounds like is... the abyss. <laughs> like it, it literally sounds like a James Cameron movie, <laughs> but maybe his nightmares. That's it. Yeah. So think, think of the abyss, but like as a horror movie, that's kind of cool. All right. So, it's first person. You're inside this diver suit, so your field of vision is not great. Your movement is very restricted because you're A, underwater, and B, in this big diver suit. So all you have are these thrusters and a basically a, a pocket knife. That's all you have. Uh, and, a, and a headlight lamp. Um, and some flares. You can shoot some flares. So, you know, you're, you're super deep in the ocean. There are these, like, crazy squid creatures that come after you, giant angler fish. And then, really, I'm not going to spoil the game for anybody, but I'm just giving some information here. Uh, and these giant spider crabs that you cannot kill, uh, but they can kill you. So there's some stealth involved because you have to kind of get around these guys. Uh, there's no map. You're really lost, so it's very difficult to you know, uh, know exactly where you need to go sometimes. Uh, it's all based on like a compass uh, so you know what direction you're headed. And then as the game progresses, you as the character are going insane and you're hallucinating. So you'll you'll go through a door and all of a sudden everything's sideways or upside down or twisted around. And you have to work through these mind warped puzzles to get back to reality. Wow. So it's like. It, it, it's like that movie – sorry, I know I keep comparing it to movies. It's just really funny though because it's like The Abyss but like made of James Cameron's nightmares but also throw in that movie that Christopher Nolan did with Matthew McConaughey where he's trying to travel back. <laughs> it. 
it's more like it's more like the abyss meets inception. Yeah, it's like like things are like folding in on themselves at times. That's crazy. And, uh, you know, you're getting like attacked by ghosts that aren't really there. It's all in your head. Um, this is a very interesting game. All right, I just want to say that it is short. I I beat it in two hours and fifty five minutes. Um, but it is intense. It is interesting. Uh, at times, a little cumbersome to from a control perspective. It's not always uh, easy to maneuver the way you want to. And uh, there are some frame rate issues on the Xbox. But it is a really good story. I found it to be fascinating. I found it to be uh, intense and disorienting exactly how it meant to be. Like... I was super confused and lost when my diver was super confused and lost. And, uh, you know, it is creepy and scary at times because you're, you're underwater and there's like lava and it's dark and there's these giant spider crabs that can kill you in one leg punch, uh, you know, and crack your suit open. If you fall into a crevice, the pressure is too much and it crushes the suit. Um, you know, like this is it's almost it's like borderline simulation. Um, uh, the detail is really good yeah, from that standpoint. Um, so um, I know you were able to beat this game actually within the weekend. How long would you say the the whole campaign or whatnot? Like is? I was saying, yeah, I beat the whole thing in two hours and fifty five minutes. Okay, yeah, it's it's got a timer. Two hours and fifty five minutes. So, um, are you timed yeah. down there? I'm just curious. Um, not exactly. I mean, so okay. okay. The big thing is you have an oxygen tank, and that oxygen runs out, and you have to find backup tanks, or you have to find refill stations. So, don't get me wrong, if you find a refill station, you could stand there forever while you refill your tank every so often. Um, But, most of the game, you don't know where the next one's going to be, because you're not going back to where you were. You are always moving forward. So you never know what's next and where the next one will be. So you're constantly filling up, but then you get paranoid of, well, should I fill up now or should I wait a little bit to fill up so I can maximize the tank? Um, but then you think, well, maybe I won't be able to get back to the tank later and then I'll miss it altogether. Um, Damn. And you're picking up along the way. So, okay, this is done with a voiceover. The whole time there's this voiceover. Uh, of of the experience and everything that happened uh, during an interview. And um, the one good thing about that is it lets you know when you're going in the right direction. Because if you're, if, if you're, if it's silent for a while uh, and finally there's talking again, you know that you've made it to kind of the next part you're supposed to go to. Um, Cause it's not always intuitive where you're supposed to go. And that's part of the point is that you don't know where to go. There's no map. There's no waypoint or anything like that. You have a compass on your, your helmet and that's it. Damn. So yeah, they really want you to feel like alien isolation. Uh, I mean, pretty much. Yeah. They want you to feel like you're alone, but you never get a gun. You know, you're never a match for the sea, the sea crabs at all. Um, and there's certain things that you just can't fight. You, you just can't. Um, so you have to run. And you just have to run. And you're running, you know, you've got thrusters. You can use your thrusters from time to time, but they overheat, so you can't use them perpetually. Um, you have a limited number of flares you can use to see. Um, so overall, and, what are you rating this game? 
So it's a, it's a little difficult, right? It's a $20 game if we're talking about, you know, your your value, right? I spent 20 bucks for three hours of content, uh, which is about what it, you know, works out to basically, you know, a, a blockbuster movie, opening weekend, prime time, you know, IMAX or something like that. I mean, I saw, when I saw Thor Ragnarok in IMAX in California, the tickets were 19 and change. God. Okay. So, you know, on par with that, except you get more time. This was a three-hour game, and it's interactive. Uh, so I definitely think it's worth the 20 bucks. It, it's a really good game. There, There's some clunkiness to some of the mechanics, uh, and there were times where I legitimately didn't know where I was supposed to go. So I did use uh, a couple of walkthroughs because I just got a little frustrated. Uh, particularly, there's a point where... Uh, you have a little submarine shuttle and there's a crash and you end up on the ocean floor and you just have no idea which direction to go. Um, and after dying probably six or seven times, I was like, you know what? At this point, I'm not dying because it's hard. I'm dying because I'm lost. Right. Uh, so I looked up a couple, I looked up a, a walkthrough to kind of help me through that. Uh, overall though, the game is just really interesting. And the end of the game, I'm not spoiling this for anybody, the end of the game has such a great payoff that it made the whole thing absolutely worth it. See, I love that. I mean, that's like, that's the best right there. When you, when you have, you've went through this experience in the game and the game, like you said, rewards you for it. Um, that's great. That's good storytelling as well. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, just just to get, be clear, just based on what you've described, to me... It sounds like this could be a hell of a VR experience if um, Dude, if you had this. It makes me this this game makes me want to buy <laughs> a compatible VR system just so I can play it in VR. Uh, Get it I on mean, the PlayStation VR for one ninety nine. Well, according to the website, it's it's they only have it on Oculus. Ah. It's not on PSVR, um, so you know it's hard to say for sure. I didn't uh, know that. That's that's kind of interesting. It could be one of the 100 games that they're adding next next year. I mean, maybe. I mean, so here, here's the truth. I mean, I, I got a review code for this game. And, you know, I, 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 my goal was to get through as much of it as possible by the podcast. I did not know anything about this game going into it. I really didn't. I didn't even um, hear about it. Until that's you why me. I wanted to play it, though. I, I think a lot of us miss these smaller games because of the AAA titles. I mean, when you look at everything that's been out recently, you're talking about massive franchises. Mario, Zelda, Assassin's Creed, Call of Duty, Destiny, you know, all of these big franchises. Wolfenstein. um, And so a game like Narcosis, which is just really interesting and highly detailed, and a lot of work really went into it, just totally gets missed by a large portion of the gaming population. Um, And... You know, the the truth is, I would say it's absolutely worth the twenty bucks. Um, how you want to play it, you know, on PC versus Xbox One is up to you. I really enjoyed it on the Xbox, um, though. I will say that the achievements were a little. When you would get an achievement, it just kind of takes you out of the moment because it's that you know bright green pop up at the bottom middle of your screen when you're in this like really intense moment. But that's not the game's fault. That's an Xbox problem. Um, so does it is it 1080p? Uh, that's a good question. I don't really know. I'm just um, curious what it was running, uh, resolution wise and frame rate. 
It's a good question. I, I do not know the technical details of the game. That is a-okay. I feel like a, a game that is not graphically intensive like that, like there's not a lot of fast-moving things, could probably easy, easily push a 1080p and, and really, really give you the experience of like, wow, this is so realistic. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely is not you know a, a high-def, you know, uh, next-gen experience or anything like that. Um, it uses uh, Unity 3D for its graphics, um, and you know it, it definitely looks like it's it's intended to be a VR game. And I don't mean that as a negative. I actually think this is a great use of VR for a storytelling perspective. It's first person, which I think you know VR should probably be first person most right. of the time. And it's a short story, so you're not really straining your senses, but it's about the person that you are. It's about that experience and it's about putting you in this dire situation that you just have to kind of gut through. So I think playing this in VR would probably be pretty cool. It sounds like that's the way to go. Um, of course, me and you don't have the, the average user doesn't have that set up quite yet, but no, um, which is why if you don't go on steam, go on Xbox one, it's, I think it's also on humble bundle. Um, and you can pick it up. Maximum price should be nineteen ninety nine, and I, I totally think it's worth your time. If you would spend fifteen or twenty bucks to go see a movie, you should spend twenty bucks to play this game. I think that's. I would rather have the experience. So great, that's a good synopsis, man. Um, I'm gonna jump over to Doom. It's not really. I mean, there's a lot to talk about, but there's not really that much. Uh, anything really that new. Um, Derek has he already he already has Doom, but he has barely played it, right? Yeah, I got to uh, the point where you get your first weapon upgrade. Okay. That, yeah. So, uh, do you have the shotgun yet? Yeah, yeah. So you get the shotgun, uh, and then you go outside and you get. Ah. Um, so, so you like just a, went outside right now. You haven't came back in. I have not come back in yet. No, I'm outside. Gotcha. Uh, I got like some uh, key card and I moved past that door and then there's this little floating robot that has like a gun upgrade. Right, and right. Okay. I, 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 I know exactly where, where you're at. Okay. Yeah. So, so this was deemed uh, Doom. Uh, my first thoughts I want to say is I, I have played it on PS4 and um, this game was slated as the impossible port to switch and God damn it. They made it happen. It, you you hardly can even I don't even know where to begin. You can hardly tell the difference between playing it on PS4 and playing it on the Switch. Uh, graphically, it looks amazing. Like for a port, it, you you it's hard to believe that it's 720p and that it's running at 30 frames per second. Now, if you correct me if I'm wrong, you might have to Google check this, but I think the PS4 one ran at 30 frames per second. I have no I I have no idea because uh, Doom's been out for a little while now. Last year it was out. For, last year it was last year's big boy. Um, let's see frame rate per second. Just trying to get you guys a, a perspective here. Now the game, yes, it did run at sixty. Never mind. Um, the game functions so well and the graphics look so great on the Switch. Uh, I played it in handheld mode. And I do have one complaint. I played it in handheld and in, in um, on the TV, so on the Switch dock. Um, I do have one complaint, and it's probably seen in most of the reviews. 
the stick setup for the Switch makes it a little difficult moving around. Um, it's just a little uncomfortable. It's not impossible. It doesn't make the game. It doesn't really hinder the experience. It's just a little uncomfortable. Um, so I recommend, highly recommend a Pro Controller if you have it. Um, I even tried to play it with the GameCube, <laughs> the GameCube glitch, and uh, that did not quite work. So <laughs> I ended up playing it. I don't have a Pro Controller, um, which I'm planning to snag one here for the Black Friday sales. But that's besides the point. Anyways, so the game, <laughs> yeah. the game you need is to get one though, man. That Pro Controller is awesome. Well, I, I'm thinking. I thought I saw it's going to be $39.99 for Black Friday, which is well worth the money. Well, for that, I'll pick up a second one. Right. That's what I was like. Yeah, I'll probably just get that. Um, but anyway, so the game actually, if you're asking someone who's who's bought it once and now bought it twice, is it worth buying twice? Absolutely. 100%. I think to have this game on the go is so much fun. And I even dabbled a little bit with the online play. And all I have to say, the arcade mode is really, really freaking good. Um, but the online play itself is a lot of fun. Um, now this is a big, this is a big deal for Nintendo. This actually hits a couple landmarks for Nintendo. It's the first large AAA title. It's the first multiplayer first person experience. And I even want to say it's the, f well, no, it's not the first mature. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a huge deal for them. And I will tell you, it, it, it flows pretty smoothly online. Um, the, the online play is a lot of fun. There's not a lot of people on there yet because I don't think that many people picked it up. But it's a lot of fun, man. And I, I think for that, just for that alone, once you've beaten the game, because the game itself is, I mean, this is a critically acclaimed game. It was nominated for Game of the Year last year. Um the campaign's amazing and there's so much playability beyond that and so many secrets that you don't even <sighs> I have some screenshots I'm going to send you Derek. So okay. There are these places on in the game where they're they're always hidden cuz they're secrets. There's about 5 secrets per level and there are these little levers that you pull and when you pull that lever it makes a sound just like that. Like a little jingle and it opens a door somewhere on the map, right? You it's pretty it's usually pretty close by. But anyways, so you go through that door and it's a classic level from the original Doom game. Old graphics and all. Really? It's amazing. How yeah. I, how did I not know about that? Yeah, yeah, there it's a lot of fun. They're like little secrets. Um they had this in the PS4 version as well, but it's just a lot of little things like that. Um, that just kind of make your day You're like, oh man, this is great. Um, I did one of the levels. It's later on when you're trying to turn off the arc reactors. There's like four of them you've got to deactivate or you've got to kill the demonic presence um, because, I don't know, it causes the security to go wonky. And then once you've done that, you've got to deactivate the reactors. Anyways, it's a level. It's like a maze, it's a giant maze. And uh, it's one of the levels from the original one. And it's so much fun because literally you're just walking through the maze with a shotgun. <laughs> it's it's so good. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, I'll send you some of those screenshots. They're, they're really good. I'm going to have to try and find some of those levers. Yeah, actually there's one right by where you are actually in the in the game. So where you're at, it's like in the middle of that map. 
Ah, it's hard to describe without without pointing it out for you exactly. It's like maybe, maybe you can show me on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say this. There's a couple disappointing things about it, though. Um, one of the things I think was kind of – and this might be Nintendo's thing, but you can take screen caps like you can in most games, but you cannot video in this game like you can. That's a new feature they just rolled out. I can video yeah, my so Odyssey play. I can't video this. So far, the video capture on Switch only works on first-party titles. Gotcha. Okay, so that explains it. So maybe they'll roll that out a little bit later. Um, online yeah. is very confusing um, simply because they don't really have <laughs> – like, like we were, we've talked about this earlier, like with, with Mario Kart. It's, it's one of those things you're not – you can't just invite a friend and join a match together. It's you hope you get in, you know. You can do a private match though. So that's nice, and we could yeah, still that's play. Still, that's still lame. I, I still think they need to have some type of party system. Multiplayer has been around for a long freaking time. Nintendo needs to get with the program on that. Right. Oh, it, it, but but like in their defense, they don't even really. They, they're still working on a real online system. So um, that's that's on them. Who knows when that'll come out? But I'll continue to play for free and have fun. Um, so it's a couple quirks from the game that actually carried over from PlayStation 4 version. The um, the brightness is really weird on the game. Did you notice? Uh, you, and maybe I'm the only one that's going crazy, but does the game brightness jump in and out once in a while? You'll see it uh, whenever there's a, a something on the screen that's lighter colored, the brightness will go up. Whenever it's darker, the think, brightness will go down. I don't think I noticed that. You haven't noticed that? Not yet. I'll, I'll keep an eye out for it. You have to turn the bright, brightness way up. Like the gamma has to be at 1.0 or higher. Did you notice that? Hmm. Like when you first um, start the game, I'll give you an example. Well, when you first yeah, start they the show game, you the logos? Yes. Don't follow that. <laughs> because a lot of people, and this is actually online, you can Google it, most people are complaining about that because they're, they're worried, you know, they, it's the first thing in the game. As soon as you put in the game, turn it on, it asks you what you want your settings at. They don't know where to find the, the, the uh, settings to adjust it, which is in game. You have to start the game. It's uh it'll be in any options, uh, but you have to actually start the game to get to those settings again. So people were freaking out because they would do that setting, never see that setting in the menu. Right. And they're like, Oh my God, where do I do this? Didn't want to start the game that way. Anyways, so the brightness needs to be turned up quite very high. Um, I was going to say the other thing was the um, chromatic aberration, which is kind of stupid. Did, did you turn that off when you played? As I'm suggested? not even sure. I don't know what that is. So chromatic aberration adds a lens, like a lens effect, where it kind of gives everything this little shiny lens flare type thing. And... Uh, it actually, it actually decreases. I don't know why they. That's a fault in the game, but I don't know why they put that in there because it actually makes the game look less realistic, in my opinion. Um, so turning that off will greatly. It'll be like nine day on your your graphics. So turn off your so, chromatic aberration. So that's on by default. It is default. Yes. Okay. I'll have to turn that off then. Turn that off. Uh, I, I did think that things kind of looked shiny. That's what that is. Okay, okay. Yeah, it, it gives it such a weird – it gives things weird textures. Um, turning that off will help. And then uh, there, there's quite a bit of a frame dip when you're moving quickly. 
and your really? your enemies. This is only when there's a lot of enemies on the screen. So it's okay. not necessarily when you're moving quick, quickly and you're just running naturally. It's when there's like 12 enemies in front of you, in the distance, close to you, and you're running. And that's what kind of causes the frame rate to drop a little. Um, okay. So we, I don't really play that way. I, I play a little more stealth-like. Uh, you can't. I, I, lo- I can't love in this first-person shooters. <laughs> it's worked so far. Okay, wait till you get inside. <laughs> like... <laughs> You you have you uh let me ask you this have you had a portion where you found this giant red pussing thing in the middle and you go up to it and you pop the eyeball yeah yeah, yeah it's and then a bunch of them the pop game. up yeah yeah so there's like those moments think about that indoors though <laughs> there's nowhere to run like you're just you're there <laughs> um, yeah I like using this it's not really a sniping option but the way the laser pistol you can kind of zoom in a little bit and charge it up and charge it up. Yeah. 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 That's, uh, you can actually decrease the time on that later on with some upgrades. So it's pretty quick. It's, um, I like that a lot, but the weapons, wait till you get the chainsaw, man. The chainsaw is, you're going to start, you're going to see a lot of crazy stuff. (laughs) I don't know what else to say. like, you just, you have no idea what you're in for. You're going to get pissed off and you're going to die a lot and you're going to be like, shit. <laughs> but, That's um, okay. Overall, That's all right. overall, I want to say I, I think the impossible port was achieved. They did it. And I'm very, very hopeful for Wolfenstein because <laughs> I think they're going to be able to do Wolfenstein, but I think you're going to have more problems only because Wolfenstein is way more graphically intensive so yeah. and the game looks great i mean what are your 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 opinions on on just playing it for 45 minutes was it pretty awesome or what oh i love it i, I loved it doom, doom is going really well so far uh for wolfenstein i'm so on the fence i want to get this game now and start killing some fucking nazis I know. but i also want to have it on switch and i don't want to buy it twice but on black friday it's going to be on sale for like 20 bucks or 30 bucks 25 25 dollars like this brand new game for 25 bucks i know i might just get it for my my xbox or playstation and be done with it i'm gonna wait i'm gonna wait because uh i i just that's the great thing about the switch is i'm I just want everything to be on the Switch because I love the the playability uh, on the go play like and I know that's that's what their point is but it's just like man having Doom on the go is so good like I can't even describe how happy I am about that port it's a very good game wait till we play online you're going to like yes trust me online is where it's at well and don't get me wrong I mean we we paid more for Doom on Switch because it's been out for a year on the other consoles. And I, I don't know if I want to do that for doom and Wolfenstein, you know? Well, sure. They're created by the same company, but I think they're very much different. So you, the play, no, it's more of just, it's more of just the bang for your buck, right? right I mean, the bang for your between buck. sky, between Skyrim, doom and Wolfenstein. Well, you know, I've you bought, buy... I bought doom twice and I think it's worth it on both systems. Okay. Um, well, that's, that's good. I think it's worth it. Like, but you're totally right. There, with Black Friday approaching, just so you guys know, this is going to be a very, very good year for gamers on Black Friday. Um, I've been looking at the Play, ads. PlayStation looking, bundles for two hundred dollars. VR ones too. 
I mean, it's insane. And every game you can think of, even Assassin's Creed Origins, is all going to be uh, at the I think at the maximum thirty bucks. Thirty nine ninety nine is the is the most I saw for that's twenty bucks off and brand new games. So yeah. you couldn't get that deal um, any better. So uh, yeah, I, I told myself I wasn't going to buy any more games <laughs> in 2017. Good luck. But these are, yeah, I've yeah. got like five on my radar right now. I'm even I'm even considering the VR PlayStation VR 199 is a is a hell of a price. Well, dude, if you get that, I've got some VR game suggestions for you. So, well, Batman is. <laughs> if Batman. in case you guys didn't know, I'm a big Batman fan. <laughs> it's true. It's true. But um. Yeah, you know, spe- speaking of Batman, as we're cl- closing up on time here, uh, John, you're going to be playing Batman in our November Patreon video. It is the role I've been training my whole life for. So you're excited about it? I'm more than excited. I I am I am ready. I I've, I'm su- I'm surprised you you didn't ask me to do this sooner. <laughs> <laughs> So for those who don't know, we the Heroes Podcast Network has a Patreon, patreon.com slash Heroes Podcast, and we started a movie series where we do these fun movie parody scenes. And in uh, uh, September, we did Pulp Fiction, and in uh, uh, October, we did uh, Scream, and now in November, we're going to be doing something with th- something that involves DC Comics characters, but it is not Justice League. So. Hmm. You guys are going to have to watch to find out. Hmm, yeah. Uh, if you want to get two weeks early access, just become a patron. As little as a dollar a month will get you access, uh, early access, behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, you can check out the other two because they're open to the public now on our YouTube channel if you go to heroespodcast.com um, and go out to our YouTube channel there. John, anything else you want to touch on before we close out the week? No, man, I'm good. I, I hope you guys – Really get out there, and uh, I, I I know Black Friday. Some people are totally against it, but if you're a gamer and you you want to get a good deal, man, get out there and, and get those get those deals. But um, <laughs> speaking of games, we can give you we're gonna give you guys a free one as soon as we hit ten reviews. Ten reviews on iTunes. iTunes, guys, that's where I was going. He beat me to it. Give me <laughs> ten reviews, good, bad, whatever. You're going to get a good game. You're going to get a good one. You're not going to get one that we just pick for you. We want to make sure it's something you want. Could be a AAA title. Could be Doom for Switch. So give us a review and uh, get that game. That's right. And, of course, guys, uh, check us out on all of the social medias, uh, at Heroes Podcasts on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, you can find me at the Star Trek Dude on Twitter. That is me, the Trek Gamer Dude is, is my Star name Trek at the moment. <laughs> and uh, John, where can people find you? If you guys want to find me, you can find me on Facebook uh, under John Zerwinski. Or if you're really interested in what I do on the side, I do uh, props. You can find me at Buster Props. We're on all social media outlets, uh, except for Twitter. But uh, Buster Props. Come check us out. I have Batman cows in case you want to you want to become a vigilante and and uh, you're inspired by my Bruce my Bruce Wayne role <laughs> from our patron. Um, if you want to be cool like John, you know that, that's exactly what I was trying to say, but in a nice way. <laughs> um, no, anyways, we we do women's cows. We do just about everything. So I'd be be your man if you're if you're looking for costume stuff. 
All right. Well, that's us, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back after Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving to everybody who Woo! celebrates it. Happy stuff your face, fame. Whatever. And, and if you do Black Friday shopping, please don't be that guy and be the jerk in the store. We're all civilized human beings. Let's just buy our stuff and go home. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Have a good one. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.